Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 440 for Tuesday, November 24th. Well, Tennessee and Jeremy Pruitt were supposed to play in Nashville this weekend against Vanderbilt, a game that Big Orange fans were getting increasingly more concerned about as the doors continue to show mild improvement while the Vols continue to piss down their leg. But Vanderbilt is going to play at Missouri instead on Saturday. Wait, do, do what? Follow me here. Arkansas is having COVID issues. So the Missouri-Arkansas game can't happen this weekend. And so the SEC decided to put the Tennessee-Vanderbilt game on ice. So as a result, the Commodores will play Missouri this weekend, and Tennessee is left sitting at home again. According to the SEC, the Tennessee and Vanderbilt game, quote, has been postponed for the purposes of facilitating the rescheduling of the Vanderbilt at Missouri game. The SEC is looking at the entire big picture, trying to get as many games in as possible, and the value of the games in the standings obviously doesn't really have an effect as neither Missouri or Vanderbilt or Tennessee is playing for anything other than fun and, of course, some revenue. But it definitely doesn't look or feel good for any UT fan who sees a press release that basically reads, your game isn't as important to us right now, and we'd rather make sure Vanderbilt-Missouri happens first. Right now, both the Arkansas-Missouri and Tennessee-Vanderbilt games have not been rescheduled. But December 19th, the day of the SEC championship game, is a definite possibility to make it up. All of this has been serious. I am not making any of it up. The Titans just can't catch a break as it pertains to injuries. As offensive linemen keep cycling in and out of the lineup on almost a drive-by-drive basis, the defense took a huge hit as well when it was announced that linebacker Jayon Brown will miss the rest of the season with an elbow injury. Brown is one of the Titans' most versatile and dynamic playmakers on defense. He's the team's leading tackler, is excellent in coverage, and doesn't mind mixing it up around the line of scrimmage. He has a knack for being around the football and has been one of John Robinson's best draft picks since taking over the team a few years ago. The former fifth-round pick was nearing the end of his rookie contract, in fact, and was set for a huge payday. And while that paycheck should still be coming, hopefully from the Titans, you hate to see a guy who's worked as hard as Brown has to earn his way into the starting lineup get hurt at this stage of his contract. Mostly, it creates a huge void in the middle of an already questionable Titans defense. David Long would be his normal replacement also an undersized guy who is comfortable in space. But of course, he's currently on the COVID reserve list, which leaves the boy, Will Compton, as the likely starter in the middle of the Titans' defense, one that already has a ton of issues pressuring the quarterback or sticking to wide receivers when Jayon Brown is in the lineup. The NFL is a war of attrition in a normal year, but it's been amplified, turned up to 11 during COVID. This team feels like it's running on fumes currently, even with a 7-3 and record, But guess what? So are a lot of other teams in this league. Mike Vrabel now has to find a creative way to mask their vulnerability at linebacker to go along with the lingering issues in the secondary and on the edge. Happy holidays. Let's take a quick look at the AFC playoff picture now that all of week 11 is behind us. The most important thing that you need to know is that the Tennessee Titans went from ninth place to fifth place overall in the AFC. And that after a thrilling comeback over the Green Bay Packers, unfortunately, they stayed tied with the Indianapolis Colts for the lead in the AFC South. The Colts, of course, have the tiebreaker for now. The Steelers beat Jacksonville without really breaking a sweat, moving to 10-0, and and still sits as the one seed and the only team in the new playoff format that will get a bye week. Kansas City is still your two seed after their thrilling win over Las Vegas on Sunday night, which is good news for the Titans because the most important thing to note on the AFC playoff picture is avoiding facing the two seed in the first round. 
be it Kansas City, who is currently 9-1, and one, or Pittsburgh, staying out of the 7th place slot is critical if you want to try to make a deep playoff run. Buffalo was off, but still sits in the third slot in the AFC because they own the tiebreaker over Indianapolis, who is currently fourth. The Titans own the tiebreaker over Cleveland, so the Titans are fifth. Cleveland is sixth after their win over Philadelphia. And after losing this weekend, Las Vegas, Baltimore, and Miami have all dropped to seventh, eighth, and ninth place in the AFC, respectively. And again, it feels like anyone can make a run in the AFC with so many high-quality teams. But you really want to avoid being the last place team into the playoffs because a road trip to face the Super Bowl champs sounds like an early exit to me. Whatever round you want to call it, Nashville SC is going for its second playoff win tonight against Toronto FC at 5 p.m. Central Time. The boys in gold didn't play Toronto this year, so this is a club that fans will not be as familiar with. They finished second in the Eastern Conference standings, and we need an expert to introduce us to them and give us some analysis on what we think this match will look like tonight. So I had a quick conversation with Ben Wright of Broadway Sports Media to help us break down tonight's huge playoff match. All right, Ben, let's tell everybody a little bit about Toronto FC, an Eastern Conference team. They finished second in the standings, but never played Nashville SC in their inaugural season. Who are they? What do they do well? What are their weaknesses? Let's introduce Toronto to the Nashville soccer fans. Yeah, well, ironically enough, Toronto was going to be the team that Nashville played before uh, before the league went on hold for COVID. Toronto, I mean, they're one of the elite sides in the Eastern Conference. Um, they're aging a bit. They have guys like Michael Bradley, who's been a standout for the U.S. national team, and Josie Altidore, who's still one of the best forwards in the league when healthy. The problem is neither of them have been especially healthy this year. Josie Altidore has missed basically all of this season since the MLS is back tournament. Michael Bradley got hurt in October and came back, but doesn't look the same player that he used to be. Um, so I think for Toronto, a potential weakness could be just their midfield. Michael Bradley doesn't have the legs that he used to have. And we've seen even from a guy like Dax McCarty, he's just able to cover ground. So I think Nashville will look to take advantage of that. If Josie Altidore isn't healthy, Ayo Akinola is a young up-and-coming forward who's filled in really well for him and I think could cause problems for Nashville. And Alejandro Pizuelo, um, their attacking midfielder, has a case to be the league MVP. He, he, he may be voted MVP before the game is played. So I think he's the danger man for Toronto and, and someone that Nashville will definitely have to focus on shutting down. So looking at Nashville's strategy and Coach Smith's strategy, certainly it feels like this roster, just like it was on Friday against Miami, is as complete as it could possibly be. Do you expect to see the same lineup? What do you expect to see stylistically and strategy-wise from Coach Smith on Tuesday night? Yeah, I mean, I think it should be almost the exact same lineup. Obviously, Anibal Godoy came off injured in the match against Miami, and it looks like he won't be available. Uh, he, he could pass a late fitness test, but if he can't go, they'll probably slot in Brian Anunga, who's played in that role a good bit already this season. I think we saw them press a bit against Miami, and it really worked for them. Toronto's a team who can just pass the ball much better than Miami can, so I expect to see Nashville not park the bus, but sit in a more compact block and look to hit them more on the counter than we saw against Miami. Um, Toronto can can break them down through possession if they're not careful. So I expect to see a little bit more of a cautious approach. Give us a final prediction. This feels like a pretty high-level soccer match for a Eastern Conference semifinal. Yeah, I actually think Nashville matches up really well on this one. Um, I could see them winning it one nothing. Um, really defending well, taking advantage of maybe some injuries that Toronto has and, and getting out of there with a one nothing win. There you have it, folks. Ben Wright, of course, of Broadway Sports Media. You can follow him on Twitter at Ben Wright, right with a W, of course. No matter how you slice tonight, it's a historic evening, a second playoff match for Nashville SC during a historic season. It's first in MLS, and I just could not be more excited to kick my feet up and sit down and watch a playoff match. 
kicks off tonight, 5 p.m. on Fox Sports 1. If you have not adopted this team as your own, which you should, of course, in Nashville, it's our club, our town, then I think you should check them out tonight. Give them a chance. They put on an incredible show on Friday night against Inter-Miami, and they've got an actual shot to pull the upset tonight against Toronto and get to the Eastern Conference Finals of the MLS Cup playoffs. Give it a shot tonight. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Thank you guys all for listening. Of course, rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Please tell everybody about this product. If you like it, it's a huge help. We need word of mouth here to grow this bad boy. And, of course, all the other podcasts from 440 Sports are going to be up this week. Lamestream Sports with Don Davenport. We're going to have SEC Fringe Element podcast recapping the playoff rankings and a gold standard with Adam Vingen where we discuss life inside the Preds locker room. So check all those shows out and have a wonderful, wonderful day. Enjoy the match tonight. My name is Braden Gall. Follow me on Twitter at Braden Gall. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Again, thank you for listening. This has been the 440 for Tuesday, November 24th. The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler.